Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Reef Pitch, where we usually revisit, review, and redo movies. But this time around, we're going to be... What are we doing? Kind of go into a retrospective of classical movies. So stay tuned for, uh, for this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reef Pitch. I'm David, here with my co-host, Richard. Hey guys. So, like uh, like we introduced today, we're going to be kind of digging into classic movies. I know that we normally are, are more with the current stuff, uh, more recent stuff at least, within the or past like decade. bad 2000 movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Stuff that we grew up on. But um, we wanted to take these next few episodes and kind of like dig into the old movies, the movies that inspired our favorite movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, with that being said, we just Richard, what are some of the like classic movies that you've seen or know or like what are what are your feelings on classic movies? Do you like them? You know, it's like you know when you go to school and they they make you read like old literature. They make you read Shakespeare and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I don't want to read Shakespeare. I want to like read some fun stuff. Like where's my Fast and Furious things and where's <laughs> the, where's where's those Avenger movies stuff like that." But like they're classic for a reason, you know? Like they're they're like the staple. They're like they're the OG, and like right. this is this is how everything was formed and stuff like that. So no, and and you get that sense of appreciation after watching uh our first classic movie watch, yeah. Of, yes. Uh. So yes. Uh. To fill you guys in, uh, we have decided to pick out a few classic movies and throughout these uh next few weeks to go through and kind of discuss. Um, our first pick happens to be uh, Sherlock Jr., classic Bust- yeah. Buster Keaton movie. It's really good. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen clips of it. I know he he does his own action scenes and like mm-hmm. stunts, and it's really great. But before we go on to the movie, David, like, yeah. what do you think defines a classic movie? Like, it's not the passage of time because that would mean like thirty years from now, Twilight's going to be a classic movie, and it's not. <laughs> no, but I guess. A uh, classic movie would be something that, I guess, like, something that the film has that continues to resonate throughout mm. other films, you know? Like, whether it be, like, visual effects tactics or the story or, like, you know, the acting style of it. Uh, I think it's just something that, something either new or something that's continuously used yeah no i totally agree like you said like that movie stands the test of time it doesn't like age poorly right and there's like this indefinable quality behind it and like you could still watch it after over and over again and like it's it becomes more than just the movie itself but it becomes you know part of the culture of america and folklore and it just has this emotional and cinematic impact in history yes agreed and i and to even think, like, because, like, things like Sherlock Jr., like, the 1920s movies, like, you, we sit, we're we sitting here looking at all these, like, new visual effects movies, and we're going, like, wow. But yeah. then, like, you look back and, like, see what the things that they were doing back then, like. It with, still holds up. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like, practical effects that they do, like, and the excitement it still brings, you know? Like, these are, like, like uh, I keep going back to the movie that we saw. Like, it's a 40-minute silent film. Yeah, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Like it's 
it still has that feeling to it, you know? Oh, for sure. It still has its magic, for sure. Yeah. 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 Do you, are there any, like, classic movies that you have seen, you enjoyed, or, you know? Um, there are two movies two classical movies that like i love to my to the end of my life they're like my top 10 favorite movies i always recommend them if people ask mm-hmm. one is um singing in the rain it's like a musical you've people's heard of it you know the guy the white guy singing in the like literally singing in the rain even the song good morning it's such a fun funny heartwarming it's a little bit long with a lot of singing but other than that it's just a beautiful classical movie a classic movie that i love Another one is um His Girl Friday. It's a great banter, good social commentary, and it's a great. Those two are probably one of my favorite like classic classic movies. Ah, okay. Like without going to like you know, Godfather or like Jurassic Park, but those are also classic movies too. But I'm thinking of like old classic classics. Yeah, I mean I'm taking a quick look at this and trying to piece out like some of the stuff that I've seen that are black and white or really old. And I don't know if I've seen too many of, like, the very, very old ones, to be honest. Uh, I think, like, some of the classic ones that I would land on that I would say are great are, like, 12 Angry Men, mm-hmm. Rashomon, a lot, some, like, Akira Kurosawa movies, like, the yeah, Japanese yeah. films are pretty great for me. Um, yeah, just uh, some of those to name a few. Ben-Hur, that was pretty oh, yeah. crazy for when sure. I first saw that one. Yeah. Really long, but, you know... <laughs> Some of those movies are always great. But like a lot of times, these movies do something so different that change the whole atmosphere. Like, I have, mm-hmm. I have a list of like few classic movies that really changed cinema history. Like, Titanic was the first movie to earn one billion dollars in the U.S. to be a global blockbuster. Uh, Jaws really changed what um, a summer blockbuster is. Where people, yes, the, yeah. yeah movie industries would usually release movies in the winter but now you see that oh summer movies is the way to go right you know animated movie um animated films um snow white disney took Walt disney took a huge risk by making a full-length film um james bond before connery was just a tv and radio show but Mm -hmm. after dr no um you know connery changed the way the whole franchises and those, those are just a few examples of how these movies are known in the zeitgeist as classics and how they have changed today's the way we watch movies yeah definitely uh, let me ask you this kind of opposite side of question are there any classic movies that you don't like that you think shouldn't be considered classics or like you just didn't enjoy Oh man. Well, I think this. Uh, I I gotta look at a list. I can't think of the top of my head, but is there one for you? You know, I'm I'm like I'm just skimming through the list right now, and I'm uh, seeing myself. I was just uh, curious if you had any. Uh huh. Um, none doesn't stick out to me. I mean, I haven't seen all of these, so I can't say. Um. I want to be controversial and say like, oh, The Godfather shouldn't be a classic <laughs> movie. Or, uh, no, these, there's a reason why these are classic movies. No, yeah, there are. I mean, but then again, I haven't seen many All of these. Out, yeah. Probably a lot of them. So maybe, maybe one, maybe one day as we're going through this, I'll we'll find something. 
to be controversial about, but I guess it's kind of hard to go go that route right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I I can't I can't say it right now confidently. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Because everything that it, most the ones that I've seen, I I do love. I can't say that I I hate at all. It's a good question, though. I mean, like, what about modern classics like Jaws or stuff like that? Modern classics. You know what I hope really does not become a classic? What's that? Um, James Cameron's Avatar. I know, David. Mm. Visually, it changed the way we see movies today. Like, you know, 3D effects. You no, know. I don't think. No, I'm just saying I'm thinking because I don't think it'll be a classic in that regard either. But like, it, it, it'll be a staple in what it has done Yeah, for I the hope. industry. I hate that movie, David. I can't believe he's making four or five more movies like that. But like, for the sake of what you're saying, like, I get it. I think story-wise, it wasn't. It's not the best. It wasn't the best. It wasn't no. like you know. It's not enticing enough. It made a lot of money, yeah. But it wasn't like. No. I don't think a lot of people connected to that story. No. As the way that people connected to like Titanic or something like that. I feel like the people people see that movie like seeing like a roller coaster like wow that was a really fun roller coaster but right right I don't need to write it a hundred times <laughs> right yeah. it's definitely I mean James Cameron has always been about the uh, the effects and the sci-fi aspect of it yeah should we uh, go on to talk about the classic movie of today yes yes so for our first week. Um, as you guys know, we landed on Sherlock Jr., uh, yeah. one of Richard's uh, choices. Actually, all of Richard's choices. This <laughs> for this I mean, it was completely random, David. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it was. I'm, it, I'm not to not mislead the listeners. It yeah. was random choice. I put it in a spin wheel, a spinning wheel, and it yeah, literally yeah. landed on. I mean, some of them are your choices too, but like the reason why I chose Sherlock Jr. is because you know, and Reddit, I've seen the clips of his stunts. And they're like mind-blowingly insane. It's like Jackie, <laughs> like Jackie Chan level of like, oh my goodness, like you could have died. <laughs> no, I, he definitely could have. He is the father of physical comedy and like I think yeah. father of stunt stunt yeah. work. You know, him, Charlie Chaplin. These are the guys that like really sold on the silent films, classic movies. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, glad yeah. you brought up Charlie Chaplin. Like they 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 were coming up around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, getting big. I mean, Buster Keaton was a little bit yeah, later. It's really good. Two very, oh, no. very different types of movies. I think my service, my Wi Fi, those guys. Died. I think David's face froze. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. David. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. So sorry. Hello. Sorry, my internet was unstable and you just like frozen it out. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we'll just keep that in. We'll see how that sounds later on in post. We'll, see, we'll check that out. What did what did you hear? <laughs> what was the nothing. last thing you heard? Nothing. I don't nothing. I heard it, it was the end of a sentence and you're about to say something, but I didn't hear what you're about to say. What was the last thing you said? Or you uh, Charlie Chaplin. We're okay. talking about Charlie. Yeah. All right. So yeah, go go off of that. Uh, Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, um, they were coming up in around the same time. Uh, Buster Keaton was a little bit later, but uh, two very forms of movies and two very forms of style of like acting. Like we'll get into that though. Like I'll bring it up a little bit. Yeah. But 
you want to start us off with uh, this movie or like a kind of synopsis of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Buster Keaton's character, he's the projectionist in the movie theater. And it begins with this proverb saying, uh, a man shouldn't do two things at once because you often like fail at both of them. <laughs> Something like that, like, like kind of like that. And he's... <laughs> He's trying to win this affection of this, win the hand of this girl. But also, there's this another guy that's skeevy and evil, and like, it's a really heartwarming film. It's him trying to be a detective but not doing so well in it. Mm. It's only 58 minutes long, which is so nice. Yeah. But like, it's so visually stunning. There's some things in this movie. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do they do this in the 1920s? seriously there's a lot of portions in that movie where i was just like this there's no way like what am i seeing this <laughs> yeah i'm like what's happening here like the thing is because it, there's no what do you call it it's 58 minutes long it's very it's a very tight film there's mm -hmm. no there's no parts of it that you can miss and i realized like oh i can't be on my phone or i can't look away for too long or i'm gonna miss something important <laughs> right so like this is the first time in a while that i ha i paid fully attention to something <laughs> but like i didn't regret it i really enjoyed almost every scene no same here and 40 minute silent film i i'd never thought i'd enjoy it as much as i did yeah. to be very honest um i thought i always thought that like I, I would always appreciate it but i didn't i never thought that i would like love it so much like this. oh for sure because like this is i think honestly this might be my first silent film i've er ever sat through from beginning to the end Really, not, yeah. like not not seeing a clip or anything right and uh that uh just to kind of give you guys a little few more fillers uh this movie was released in 1924 uh written by clyde bruckman gene havis and joseph a mitchell clyde bruckman mm -hmm. did a lot of other work for uh um buster keaton and also ended up doing a lot of work for uh, laurel and hardy another comedy duo later in the years of hollywood um, this also starred Catherine McGuire as the girl, Joe Keaton, Buster Keaton's father, as um, I think he was the uh, the father in this the father the father in yeah, the yeah. this movie, and then Ward Crane the uh, the evil man. Um, so yeah, like we were talking about I, um, in the beginning, the stunt work in this just it's insane. Like what what are some of the stunt works? Definitely, like the the portion where he's on the roof and then he's he hangs down from the what do you call that thing? The the, the, the thing the that guard, goes down the guardrail, the guardrail yeah. that comes down. That was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, not. It seems like it's easy, but it's like it's dangerous, you know, doing that. And then definitely, the biggest one I wanted to kind of talk to talk about was uh, the train scene where he's walking on the train and he goes onto the water pipe. Yeah, he's that was running. Definitely, yeah, he's running through that, and on top of that, that scene was actually the water was not supposed to come out. That there was not planned. Uh huh. He got into a huge accident on set. He, yeah. Well, what what happened to him? Do you know what happened? Yeah, he ended up breaking his neck, uh, but he didn't even find out until like nine years afterwards. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just this man was. Uh, it's different times in the nineteen twenty. It was just yeah, like ah. All right, hard fall. Let's go continue. Walk it off and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's, it's probably exactly what he said. He was. Yeah. He probably was just. I'll just walk it off. Let's let's yeah. go. Let's go. Because of that, because of that stunt, he had blinding migraines for years, but 
he didn't know why until he went to a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, that's insane. Like, oh, that's bro, you, you, like, you broke that, your neck a couple of years ago. That's why. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's not like we read that as the worst, but that's probably not his oh, no, worst sure. accident. Um, just to continue on, the scene where he's uh, he's on the bike by himself. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, He, he actually he, uh, ended up... Cra- uh, wait, what's up? To, to reiterate, he's not... He's not sitting inside. He's not riding the bike like where you should be usually. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting on the handlebar because, like, the scene for people listening, the scene plays out as he's on the handlebars of a, of this motorbike and somebody's driving it, but then the person ends up falling off. But Buster Keaton doesn't realize, and he's still going on it. But the crazy part is that he's actually doing this. You know, this was not like not some special effects back in the nineteen twenty four. And it's not like a 10-second clip. It's a long scene. He's going a lot of places. Yeah, and he's weaving through cars, and he's going through, like, there was a part where he's, like, going through a train, right? I'm, I'm, I don't know if that was, like, a real thing or not, but, like, I'm, I want to say that was real after watching the rest of it. But it's, it's, it's crazy, the commitment. And I'm like, oh, man, you can't do stuff like this in America today. Yeah. I don't think anyone would want to. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Um, an- another part of this movie, there's this um, pool scene where, like, he's like, he's doing all these trick shots, mm. and he's doing this in real life. He took it took him five days to film this and a long time to practice this, and it was cut together so make it look like this one continuous pool game. And that that is one thing that's really good in this movie, David. The editing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how they edited films in the 1920s. Did they just cut strips and put it together? Like that, yeah, honestly, they just like yeah, that's pretty much what they did. Just layered it together and like yeah, I'm like incredible. it's really really well done. Only like one or two scenes are kind of janky, but like for the 1920s, this is like I've seen better. This is so, better editing than I've seen in movies today. <laughs> and note, like back in the day, they didn't have like this whole idea of like you know stand-ins or like bringing in this prop to replace it afterwards these guys were just like all right there's this thing here that's going to be here after i edit it so like i have to imagine this thing here like it's yeah yeah and the visual effects like i don't i don't know how they did some of these visual effects like there's like a part there's like an inception scene where he's a he's defeated in the movie theater, he's sleeping. Yeah. He, he comes out like this, like a ghost kind of thing, and he walks into the movie screen and acts. Yep. And there's a place, and like I, I found out that there's a scene when he's inside the movies, and the scenes are changing, and he's in different places. Like he's in the savanna, he's in the that, waters. That particular scene got me the most. I was like, "There's no way they cut, did this jump cut scene in the 1920s like that. Yeah. Like that's incredible, and the the level of consistency it had." When he was changing the scenes, like he was still in the same position, and then it just, it, it looked like he was jumping into those different scenes. That that was incredible. That was. Do you, do you know how they did that? No, no, no. Please. please. Oh, but, so basically, they it was a projection. That's exactly what it was, like a projector. Oh, just of. like behind him. Yeah. Like and oh, it, it just nice. looked like, that. and I'm like, wow, that's like impressive. Because I heard the way that they shot that. Um, you know where they were in the projection scene where like and then they yeah. start zooming in to the movie screen uh-huh so like that stage was actually a stage built to look like a movie screen and they were actually zooming in to that that sc- is pretty cool yeah. again i feel like it kind of this this 
explanation kind of feels was like it's it's all it's a, it's a black and white no yeah. talking film <laughs> but i like, highly we, i'm like what, what would you rate this david in our rating system uh wait our rating system i, I just like two thumbs up yeah two thumbs it, this isn't a, like you have you guys have to watch it's only 58 minutes it's so it's so fun like i'm definitely gonna show my kids this i mean it's yeah. there's gunfights and stuff like that but like no one really dies <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a truly a classic in the definition of it like um oh, yeah. you like like we've been saying you you pick up a lot of things that you see in newer movies modern movies that um you that has been used in this movie inception for example like you keep oh, yeah. bringing up it really whole... felt like going outside <laughs> of your dream to go into this another reality and i'm like that's like that's inception right there <laughs> and that's um that's like another thing about this movie i really loved it's it was just a movie there is no like political message behind it you know like none of that thing it was just buster keaton trying to be funny tell a story yeah. it's and very simple it's classic. Yeah, simple. it's a classic <laughs> classic exactly yeah. which in contrast i wanted to bring up um like charlie chaplin like before yeah a lot of the Ch- charlie chaplin is also like you know silent era god of movies but mm-hmm. he a lot of his movies ended up becoming a lot more political i think yeah and like ha- invoked a lot of uh like a personal message or like a worldly message at the time like uh, i'm thinking of a movie like the tramp in particular mm. um as opposed to buster keen where he was just i just want to have fun you yeah. know like like i think maybe like adam sandler-esque he just wants to make these movies like have fun with it or like you know that kind of comedy troupe of guys who make movies who just do their own thing um so yeah i think that's kind of interesting two different guys very similar time eras and just very different personalities but both legends in their own right for sure um i have some fun facts about buster keaton do you want to hear them yes i mean they're not fun facts they're facts about him (laughs) uh one thing was that you know after so um keaton was extremely popular but once they started introducing the recorded audio and people started having dialogues that's when his career started falling down not because he couldn't uh, act really because yeah the difference between him and Chaplin was that when um Buster Keaton he signed a contract with MGM and you know he performed his own stunts he even doubled as his cast stunts sometimes mm-hmm. and one thing that he did different was that his contract was that MGM would kind of like control everything he does but it got to a point where like MGM just cut him off and he was he quit and he became this alcoholic his career collapsed around the 1930s and it was it wasn't until he married his third wife Eleanor Norse mm. in the 1940s where he like you know stopped doing that and he 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 stayed with the same wife until he died and his career restarted again then we just see the resurgence of his career like his one of his famous movies the general Mm-hmm. And this movie started becoming showing around the world, and we see the resurgence of his career, which is really great to hear. Um, he's believed to be the first person to use the word "buster" as a name and popularized popularized it since. <laughs> and he was the the, the the side question. Yes, would you name your kid Buster? No, I would not because I'm not I'm not white. I don't think Buster Song. That's not gonna look good. <laughs> that that's an anime name, man. We can't name my kid that. Right, right. Sorry. Legend, so the legend has it. The reason why his name is Buster, because his name is like, 
It's not Buster. It's actually Joe Keaton. I think yeah. it's the same as his dad. Exactly. The reason why, like the legend of why his name is Buster is when he was 18 months old, he fell down a flight of stairs and the famous magician, magician Harry Houdini, scooped him up and bring, brought him back to his parents like, wow, this kid's a really a real Buster. I don't really? know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how real that is, but like, <laughs> I've seen this legend multiple articles, and I really want to believe it because I really like Harry Houdini, and I really like Buster Keaton, and that would that's be just a, a that's crazy legend. Then, like yeah. Harry Houdini knew Buster Keaton as a kid, or like he yeah. saw Buster Keaton as a kid and named him. <laughs> how great is that? That's so great. That is pretty crazy. Oh, and uh, before we go on, I, I there's actually two more stunts in the movie that I want to. I really wanted to point out, and I oh yeah, what's that? I forgot about this. Um, there's, there's a lot in here. There's a lot. There's really a lot, but there's two in particular where I I was just like, I can't believe he like did that. Like, he did that himself. There's a scene where he's I think he's in the movie and he's chasing down the bad guy, and the bad guy's going trying to sell off these pearls. Yeah. Is and then his his butler dude brings him like a. Like a disguise a cam- or something, yeah, and like a, a quick canvas, change canvas thing. Canvas, and then he put sets it up in the window, so that he, when he goes inside, he jumps through the window and changes into it, and he comes out in the like the costume is in the, yeah, and the old, old lady, old lady. I was like, you, what the heck? Like, how did you do that? Yeah, that was it's so look. That's a very kind of. I I see the influence Jackie Chan. I, I feel like Jackie Chan. Yeah, definitely exactly. Done like it, a lot of Jackie or Jackie Chan has definitely been influenced. Like, even if he didn't, like you see the resemblance. Like. Yeah, it's so like I saw that. I'm like, that is so good. And like you see the cutout of the building, so you see him jumping out. Right. And yeah. Everything happening, and it's just like, wow. Again, like if someone did this today, it'd be like, wow, that's really that's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the 1920s, man. And then on top of that, I think more so than any other stunt or anything in the. I think this movie is most famous for this one in particular, the scene where he's running away and he runs into his um, that butler guy again. And uh-huh. the butler guy comes up to the wall and he jumps through into the suitcase yeah. and he disappears. That was pretty crazy. Like That's an actual magic trick and stuff that, like that. that is, yeah, that's an actual magic trick. And I think later down the years, like people were still trying to figure it out and Buster Keaton came up on like the Ed Sullivan show and he still uh. wouldn't reveal it but he said it was an old vo- vaudeville trick that uh-huh. his father used to use and but to reveal it I think the actual way that they did it is that they had the guy laying horizontal in a way oh uh, I see and Buster Keaton would go through and then once he goes through they would he'd be able to fall into place interesting okay I could see that happening Again, this is something you have to like. It's hard yes. to explain. Like, you gotta watch this. It's yes, so good. Yes, for those listening, I know it might be p- hard to picture, but please go check this movie out if there's ever a chance for you to. Um, mm-hmm. It's pure classic. Or even just look up these uh, Sherlock Junior stunts on uh, YouTube. I'm oh, yeah, sure they're, they're all over the place. They definitely make compilations, but yeah, I feel yeah. like it it doesn't do it as much justice. No, as definitely the whole film. not. Right. Uh, I have two things. Mm-hmm. I have two things I ask you, David. One thing is, what are some things you did not like about this movie? Because I feel like there's always, there should be always something that you don't like or something that the movie could have done better. You know, that's a very good question. 
I think just from a movie standpoint, I think maybe this story, maybe there could have been something a little bit more dragged out, or you oh, know, yeah. probably developed a little bit more. But come on, given the context of it, the era of it, the time of it, like this is what, very good for what it what is. It was. Yeah, yeah, I co- I totally agree. I think just one thing about the story, I wish they tweaked a little bit more or they put more time. It's like the bad, the criminal, you don't really see him get in trouble. <laughs> you don't really see him oh, get yeah. justice. It just, it just goes through. It's just like, oh, yeah, everything's okay. Like, you know, like you can marry me now because we found out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, the movie's over. Like show him getting arrested or in the paddy wagon or something. But I'm right. like, other than that, great movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, a true uh it's like it shows you the times that it was in you know no for sure my next question is david if you had to re-pitch this no choice you had to redo this movie for today who would you cast and who would you direct or how would you do this movie today like today today like it has to be a current actor it has to be a current actor just to make it fun 2021 because i was gonna say if it was any actor at any time i want jackie chan to Go oh for it. Oh my gosh. Jackie Chan would have been great in this. <laughs> I would say go for it, man. I would love that. He's no. too old now. He can't <sighs> can't do that. Uh somebody who would be good for this. You know what? Okay, not today. Let's just say repitching this. Anytime, any generation. I like that. Jackie Chan would have been great in this. Okay, all right. I'll go with that. You know, I don't know anyone else that would do stunts like that would look so real and like be and committed Tom- to this. Maybe okay. Tom Cruise, but I, I don't think say- Tom Cruise has the comedic aspect. No, he's know? not that. F- he's yeah. funny in the oh my gosh, he's insane kind of funny way. Right, right. Like he's not. You don't want you. You don't try to laugh at him. It just kind of happens. He's like, yeah. It's, oh my when, gosh. when he's being as real as possible, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan would be Jackie Chan as a prime would be great as this. Yes, great in this I room. definitely agree. And I, I don't know who else to cast for that rest of the crew, to be uh-huh. honest. I feel like Buster Keen was like the, the main thing and the only real source of this. But would you maybe, keep it as a, keep it as a, what do you call it? A no talkie movie or would you add dialogue? If we're doing a complete repitch, I think I we got to get with the times with this one. Get some dialogue going. Get some dialogue going. Kind of like get the story a little bit. If we're just trying to do it in an homage way, maybe just keep to it, but give okay. it some color, give yeah. it some dialogue instead. Would but, you, uh, awesome. so you keep it color or would you make it black and stay black and white? No, I'd keep it color. Okay, okay. Keep it color. I would I would totally, as soon as you see Jackie Chan, I'm like, yeah, i watch that no matter what. I think yeah. it'd be great. <laughs> maybe Jackie Chan filmed it in China, not in America for all the regulations, but... <laughs> I mean, like, I, you look back at, like, the, a lot of the uh, American Jackie Chan movies, and you kind of see similarities for sure. Oh, yeah, I, for I sure. I think of, um, what is it, The Tuxedo? Is that the oh, Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. Like, things like that, or, like, um, Jackie Chan's First Strike. Brooklyn Rumble. Rumble oh, in Brooklyn? Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx. Bronx. <laughs> it's one of the, that's that movie is an j- interesting one. That movie is a classic, but it's a that really was classic. Dist- there's some like disturbing scenes in that though. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna mention it now, but I I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But, but I this, mean, yeah, there's a. I mean, should we bring it up? I don't know. No, no, no. no. We're we're getting off topic, but right. I feel like you know, honestly, I think movies like this can on. I don't know if 
in move in theaters it would do well but definitely in like platforms like youtube i feel like it'll do a great job in yeah i think so like this whole short film era thing is definitely youtube based now um, yeah. a lot of short films you can find through youtube or uh, vimeo or those kind of streaming online streaming stuff or even like netflix nowadays i'm noticing a lot of like short films coming up like 45 minute films like indie films coming up there's a lot more platforms for people to release their stuff yeah this would be like a more this is i mean i feel like this would this could definitely be made today something like this something not too serious something charming with like wow that's really good that's really well done stunts yes i I definitely agree i think uh the way i see it like this being like one of the first things you know like just want it to be attention grabbing and then you look at, you get you look at a lot of like the youtube or like youtube people who are making those skits and things like that and like i kind of see i mean they're terrible but i see like the volville inspiration. yeah 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 i yeah. see like that direction yeah is there anything else you want to talk about this classic movie Sherlock jr you know i just recommend people to check it out oh, yeah, and sure. i think people will see a lot of those stunts and be like hey i've seen that before like they'll recognize it oh like yeah. it's a lot of seen a clip. yeah you've a lot definitely of seen a clip here or yeah. there like if you were avid movie watcher you, you've definitely seen a lot of these stunts and clips yeah i wonder if christopher nolan was inspired by this movie even if not intentionally like subconsciously <laughs> there's actually a funny thing i think there's like a like an old disney comic or something about that mm-hmm. where it was like scrooge mcduck and like the three like donald duck nephews yeah yeah, yeah. huey dewey huey, and Louie. yeah um i think it was about them and they somebody was trying to go into scrooge mcduck's mind to steal like his va- bank vault like combination and things like that and then Huey Dewey and Louie had to go in and also like try to stop those guys and I remember when yeah when Inception first came out somebody was like wow Inception really just stole this story and just they posted you know there's no original there's no original story it's just how you spend it man (laughs) yeah you're right you're right that's great so I think next week we're gonna also do a classic movie I believe it's a musical what is what is let me see i believe it's a it's meet me in st louis ah okay yeah you you you, i've the only time i've seen clips of that movie is in (laughs) wally to be honest (laughs) is that you picked it right yeah i i picked this movie but that's the only reason why like oh i want to watch that one day it's in color it's it's known as a classic i believe judy garland's in it i want to i want to say but it's it's supposed to be really iconic and i really am interested to watch it i love i love classic musicals for some reason like black and white films or movies that sing like that quality mm, it just hits me uh so what do you think of uh like sound of music sound of music classic yeah, I love that. Like then, oh, this is kind of like going to a place where modern musicals like La La Land or like, yeah, I hate La Do La you, Land. You don't <laughs> like that though. You don't like the modern ones. Um, 
I don't like La La Land for its own reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's like completely yeah. separate from the musical standpoint. But you like the music or did you like the music was of course great but i thought the story was like too i thought mm. the story was too far up his own butt yeah <laughs> like oh look at me i'm trying to save jazz i'm like jazz is not dead you jerk <laughs> <laughs> what about like greatest showman um again i don't like the character that's based off of mm-hmm. the, fair fair yeah so Agreed. i've never seen Agreed. it i I'm, i choose to protest and never watch it <laughs> because like it's based off this carnival guy headmaster that was abusive to his to his pe- work people that he worked with and killed a bunch of animals so right i always feel it's really weird when kids sing that song i'm like <laughs> i don't i don't know if this is the best person that you should granted was, it's hugh jackman though hugh jackman killed it he like i don't know he, he does he always does great oh he does a great job yeah how can he look how can he be so muscular and sing so well at the same time <laughs> he's just how do you look like that and do everything yeah yeah and then also Zach Efron was actually surprisingly good in that movie, yeah. I remember. I've heard. I've seen clips. I'm like, wow, this looks really good, but I'm, I choose never to support this movie. Has there been a new musical that recently came out? I can't remember. I, I, I recently saw, actually. Um, West Side Story. Oh, that, that is coming out. I, and also In the Heights is coming out. Oh, is it? Oh. Yes, I, I'm only saying that because uh, before we sign off, I do want to plug out cruella i saw that last night oh yes you saw and, it last night oh, yeah okay. i did and i was surprised and i actually enjoyed it oh um, so is it the best live action disney movie i don't movie? know if i can say that because i haven't seen many of them um, okay i can say out of the ones that i've seen so far it is one of the better ones okay um give it our rating system what would you give it i'd give it a thumb up a thumb up okay okay Emma Stone killed it. She did very well with it. There, ha- she had her moments where it was just kind of like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But she, I think for the most part, she did a very good job. I think cool, so. Cool. Um, Story wise, it's definitely Disney, but it, not an unenjoyable Disney. It's a uh, there was a good story to follow along with. Uh, casting was very good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and the build up and the lead up to the end of it, I, I. I enjoyed it, and I kind of like I kind of like the direction that they're kind of starting to head into with this one. All right, that sounds good, David. Yes, but yes, but uh, <laughs> I meant to talk about In the Heights. They, they they did a quick like a trailer. They did a scene where there's mm-hmm. uh, they're singing one of their songs, and it looks pretty incredible. I'm probably oh. gonna watch that. All right, maybe next week when we talk about meet meet me in St. Louis, we can also talk about you know those musical movies too. Towards yeah, the end. Definitely. Really interesting. All right then. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our episode for today. And yeah. I think you guys know where you guys can find us. Always on our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, uh, DRP.repitch. And also you guys can shoot us an email, give us suggestions, tell us some things that you like, you don't like, movies that we should try to repitch. Uh, you can shoot an email to drpitchit at gmail.com. And also, be, just always a quick shout out and big shout out to our friend Joe Yu, Mr. Panda Mix on SoundCloud, uh, always providing us with the musical help, uh, the intro, outro music. You can find his SoundCloud information in the description. So good. I, I was just jamming out to the intro the other day. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is nice. It's catchy. I like it. It's I really so catchy. Do. Yeah. Um, so we, up, we try to upload episodes every week. 
you know, please follow us, rate us, be rate us, and please do share us. And I'm going to end with a quote from the movie. It's not really a quote because it's a silent film. <laughs> but the book that Buster Keaton's reading, The Seven Rules of Being a Detective, are one, search everybody, two, look for clues, three, examine all windows, four, search for fingerprints, five, shadow your man closely, six, send for the police, seven, keep cool. <laughs> Right, thank you. That those scenes where he was shadowing his man, those were pretty. That's really good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys on the next episode. See you guys later. <laughs>